This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, Ricky Whitmer. What's up, what's up? Did you just wave at the back of your hand? <laughs> this is great. He waved at the back of his hand. Well, what's Oster. up, what's up? I, I, I guess? I don't know. <laughs> you did like one of these. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, we got a great Fast Break Podcast for you. We're talking Carmelo Anthony. I couldn't start out with that. Try to salvage I, that I, one. I had to, to do the what's up, what's up first, or else Sean would have got mad. Yep. Anyways, uh, we're talking... <laughs> Talking about Carmelo Anthony, will the Knicks move on from Carmelo Anthony? He's saying he's okay with it if the Knicks want to move on with him. And him and Phil also had a meeting before this, before all this came out, and they they cleared things up. We'll talk about it. Uh, we're also going to be talking about should the Timberwolves move on from Ricky Rubio? Not, I was going to say Ricky Whitman. I was going to say. Doing, I mean, you, looked, you looked right at me, and I went. Uh, Rick, how do you feel should, about being moved from the Timberwolves? Maybe they should. I, I I've been putting up zero points a year this year. And finally, we're going to be talking about draft stock. OG Anubi from. Indiana, Indiana, and uh, and, yeah. and we're going to be talking about his draft stock. Just recently tore something in his knee, and we're going to be talking: should he stay in college, uh, and should he try to improve his draft stock? Even though he is kind of old, he's a he's a sophomore now, mm-hmm. and will be in his junior year. That's, yeah. old, that's old, old college basketball. Yeah, literally a month older than me. But anyways, let's jump in. First topic here is Carmelo Anthony. Him and Phil had a talk. Melo was feeling a little slighted. Thought he was being pushed out of New York, and Phil's like, "No, it's okay." And now Melo coming out recently to Newsday, he said, "But if the Knicks." don't want him he'll consider a change so now it's really the discussion of will the Knicks move on from Carmelo Anthony do you think the Knicks will yeah I think they should move on I think both parties uh benefit from you know the split I think that Carmelo Anthony well he's put up good numbers you know the teams haven't been good at all mm-hmm. they've they failed to kind of put pieces around him after giving up so much to just bring him to town they kind of mortgaged their future hoping he'd be able to carry them through uh to you know some relative success in the playoffs uh it hasn't worked out that way and it, I think the timeline for uh, Porzingis and, and the future of this Knicks team is going to be outside of where he wants it to be. So if he gets to leave town, they get something back for him, build the future better, and he gets to go compete for a championship in his last couple of years in the league. Well, it's one of those things where I'm on the same page as Dave. I'm With me, though, it's not a will they? I don't know if they will. Should they? Yeah, they fucking should kind of a thing. Well, that's not the question. Well, and I know. It's will they. It's one Nut up or shut well, up. Rick yes. Zimmer. Get the fuck well, off the fence. It's one of those things. If <laughs> I'm running the Knicks, yes, He's always will be fence. traded. But it's one of those things where with the – I just – this management with the Knicks, mainly Phil Jackson, I don't know what's going on with his head. I don't think he Half cares, the time really. with this team. He doesn't have to care. I don't need <laughs> to know what's going on in that head. But it's no, I'm saying he doesn't care about what's going on with the team. It, oh, he doesn't care what's <laughs> going on with the team. But if I'm a fan of the, if I was a fan of this team, I'd be frustrated because it's one of those things where you get mellow from the Nuggets. You think that's gonna kind of start your clock for okay, let's build around mellow so that we can win a championship. That doesn't happen. Really, the Knicks have been, I'm gonna say, kind of a laughing stock. Of the NBA, more like a mm, wow, strong word. You've got this superstar, but you, this is what you can't do. And I know you can give the I don't know well, about laughing stock. Well, Seventh year in New York. Well, Melo's not going to get through the super team that was in Miami, and he's not going to get through LeBron James. But I think the Knicks have to sit there and go. I kind of think of Sean. What I used to tell you, kind of get your panties in a jumble about Tom uh-huh. Brady, uh-huh. is they need to. What I said about the Patriots and maybe getting rid of Tom Brady, the Knicks need to do that now. They probably needed to get rid of Mello maybe even last year. The button for this needed to be pressed. And right now, 
if I'm Phil, I'm basically saying the two teams or whatever teams that Melo said, these are the two that I want to go to, I'm on the phone with them. Melo's for sale. What do you want for him? We need something for him because look at his age. Look at where he's at. You're not going to be able to build around him and win a championship. Yeah, and you do have a player in Kristaps Porzingis who you can build around. And obviously, with the current team, I don't think you're going to be building around with with them. We talked to Derrick Rose last week and how he's most likely going to be gone after the end of the year. Or at least he should be gone after the end of the year. I think, will they? No. I don't think they will because I think just the Knicks won't find a trade partner that will work out. And I think that Melo... He's kind of in that that where like I feel like Melo likes to talk a lot, but I don't think he'll actually move on because you know Denver talks yeah. were always going on, but it never actually happened. I mean, it will. I mean, it, it, it took did. so long, but it took so long to happen because he's been always on right, that trade room. Try, try to find fair value for Carmelo Anthony in this league and to one of the his approved teams. Uh, that's not going to be easy. That's what I'm saying. It's not going to be easy now either. And even though he is older, I, I just I, I don't think you're going to find the right partner. You're not going to find the right team. The right cap room the right move I just feel like it's going to be too hard to do it I don't think they will should they I think that with his contract currently set up I don't think you need to do it right now I think you can wait till the end of the season but I think you should and start the next season with a clean slate because yeah the, the Knicks we constantly see this with the Knicks is that their best move since 2000 has been Drafting Chris Dapsporzingis and trading for Carmelo Anthony. Those have been the best moves. They haven't paid off. Well, at least Carmelo hasn't really paid off for them. But, I mean, it wasn't a bad move. I mean, Carmelo was still fantastic with the Knicks. But outside of that, they're constantly making bad signings. I mean, that Bargnani signing. Bargnani, Amari Stoudemire. Did you, I don't know if you heard this. Uh, I think I heard it on, like, TNT or, you know, one of the pregame shows. There, maybe it was ESPN. I don't know. But they're talking about how uh, the Knicks organization was looking at picking up uh, Lamarcus Aldridge in the year before the year that he went to eventually San Antonio. Mm-hmm. That he was, you know, in conversation for, all right, what do we need to do to bring him to the Knicks? And it was the nope, nope, we're going with Bargnani. Like that's our guy. And they were they were pretty much shut down. Like I think it was from the GM level to ownership somewhere in that range. And she's like, all right, at some point you just got to question yourself and be like, we just keep shooting ourselves in the foot as a mm-hmm. franchise, like. I understand that, like, yes, aging veterans, like, whatever, but still, they, they need to go ahead and just build young, build around KP. He's the future. None of the guys in this team right now, I mean, outside of, like, the, the role players are really going to be there when they, you know, want to compete. So mm-hmm. you might as well let guys like Brandon James, Derek Rose, uh, probably even Courtney Lee, Carmelo Anthony, all these guys who have some value left, who you can ship, ship. I mean, I don't think anyone's going to give you money for... Mm-hmm. Uh, our, our boy Joe, but still, it's just, that's one you're going to eat the bullet on. And that's the one thing the Knicks constantly are making bad signings. That was one thing, I, like Amari, Allen Houston, uh, Stefan Marbury. I mean, really, they haven't been able to make the right moves. And I think you have made a fantastic move and kind of fell into a move with the Knicks, with, with Ja going before KP and, and people really not knowing what KP truly had. And, and we've Called seen it. that Chris Dapsporzingis has been absolutely fantastic. So. Yep. I, I think that, again, it's going to be hard to find tr- fair value, and it might be easier to do that in the offseason when pieces are more movable and, right. and, and cuttable. So I think that's going to be the big thing. But I, I don't see any hope in the Knicks anymore. I mean, you, you see a team, and I was watching the game on, on Thursday between the Wizards and Knicks because it was on TNT, and you know you saw a little bit of a comeback, and you saw them running D-Rose and, and Brandon Jennings, and, and Chris Stapps had a fantastic putback dunk. Uh, but oh, it, he came out of nowhere. But it just seems like they're all trying to play hero ball, and Chris Stops is the only one that's not. 
And it really is like, and half the time I'm like, I know Mello had a ridiculous second quarter and set a Knicks franchise record, but it was really like that. that like that's the one guy you need to. Was that the abuse. game that uh, Mello was given everybody sass about for the last second shot that uh, Porzingis just whiffed that three? Well, like, no, no one took a three, and then uh, John no, Wall different stole game it. Then it, yeah. it was it was uh, you know they drew up a play and everything, mm-hmm. and like Mello literally walked out hell like. Pfft. This. I think it was Courtney no. Lee stood behind the three point line with like the ball in his hands for like seven seconds. And it was thirteen seconds left. And everyone's like, "Well, what are you doing? Pass the ball." And they tried to make a pass and force it, and the, the, the Wizards stole it. But it just seems like they haven't made the right moves. And and really, I, again, it's it's hard to find value. And obviously, they should do all these moves. But will they move Mello, D Rose, Brandon Jennings, and get all of that out and just really push towards a rebuild? Well, like with Derrick Rose, he's not like with me. I'm considered just. Fucking wait till the end of the year. Don't resign. Let him walk and be done. Because it's one of those things where I don't think anyone's. I'm really looking at Mellow. And out of the two teams, I mean, the the Tribune that I was looking at, the Chicago Tribune, they said that the two teams that he mentioned to Phil were Mm -hmm. the Cavs and the Clippers. And the thing that I look at is the Cavs, you're not going to pull a fast one over on them. No. But looking at the Clippers, I mean, CP3 injury, Blake Griffin coming back from an injury. That's a team. That's another organization that not the best run organization in last few years. Huh. Maybe you can try to pull a fast one over on the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, what do, not you, like what do you mean re- a fast one? Are we, not, are we talking like two first round draft picks? I'm saying like just and any kind of a deal. Like that's the one where I feel like the Knicks could get a beneficial deal for them. I'm not saying. Well, yeah, like, I mean the I'm Clippers have like more Boston, pieces to move. I'm not saying like Boston Brooklyn kind of a deal. But this is one where maybe they do get a favorable pick, like the pick that they want. Because the one thing you got to look at for the Knicks, they have their own picks in 2017, 18, 19, 20. They haven't given up any of those. So you don't have to worry about, oh, we got to get a pick for next year because we don't have one. But also for the Clippers, I mean, you're not going to get a decent pick from the Clippers. Right. And, the Clippers and if you're giving them any... mellow, you're expecting a 20 through 30 pick. Yeah, and you're not really getting any value back because you need to add contracts or you don't need to add. And the, the trade that I found that works is Jamal Crawford, who, I mean, he's not going to change anything franchise-wise. Wesley Johnson, he's a decent role player, but he's a role player. And then Paul Pierce, because he's got a ton of money, but Paul Pierce is going to be done next year. So, And that's the thing. Maybe you try to find guys who... Expiring contracts? Expire and just take on a bunch... Like, that's the thing. Maybe take on a bunch of expiring contracts you're and then value. Dump, the mo- dump the money at the end of the year hit the free agent trail with a plan. Like, that's the but, thing. I know you roll your eyes, but that's what the Knicks really need first is a plan. Round, unless you get two firsts from them, like, expiring contracts don't do anything for you. There's literally, I mean, you might as well just keep Carmelo at that point. There, there's literally no point unless you're getting two firsts back for him. See, that's the thing. I feel like in the offseason... And the first one would be good, like we said. Yeah, I feel like in the offseason, that, that, you know, those teams might expand yeah, a bit. because you've got new draft picks coming into teams, potentially. You've got free agency messing with things, like... There's a whole lot more. There's a whole lot more on the table. One thing I want to say though, I feel bad for Carmelo because constantly he he wanted <laughs> to go to New York so badly, and they, they finally get the trade worked out mm-hmm. with Denver. I don't. And then, well, I, he's kind of a whiny. <laughs> he chose to stay Brett. in New York. He had the chance to come play for a contender. Mm-hmm. Who? You know who? Yeah, okay. Are you talking about Chicago? Oh, I'm talking Are you Chicago. Talking about when he when he wined and dined yep. in '69. Everybody. He could have gone. He could have gone to any team he wanted to. He chose to come Kobe back. Was, Kobe took him out to dinner. Kobe tried. He had his options open at that time. He chose the money. So, you know what? I could care less. He can go 15 win seasons for the rest of his career. I'll be smiling. 
I'm spiteful. You really, I threw a pen at Dave earlier, and Dave held on to this pen for about the whole he like, sat on 50 it. minutes. He, he sat on it and threw it back it. at me. So Dave holds grudges. So that, I, I mean, I don't know if I really, really take your input here with a. I haven't taken it with a grain of salt. Do, do you feel? Do you feel bad for the guy who decided to take money over winning games? Mm. Because I don't. But also, I mean, we all could. We, well, I'm we, on Dave's side. I, I also bitched about loyalty. I bitched that about KD He's leaving. A, he already demanded out of Denver, and I know that wasn't the ideal situation. You know, we, we find out more and more about that as uh, George Carl's book mm-hmm. is coming out, which mm-hmm. is kind of an interesting insight. But it's just like. Look, the guy has never really found his real home. New York is his home because, hey, he's in the spotlight. He's in the media. He's and on the he, front page all the time. And he went to college there in and, and, yeah, it's his hometown pretty much. So, like, when you talk about loyalty, I don't – like, yeah, he's loyal to New York, I guess. He's loyal to the money. I'm, I'm sorry. He has no loyalty. It's just money for him. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess I feel bad for him in a sense because I, I just I, I always rooted for Carmelo because he was just super fun to watch. And he never got the ring, and I know that – I, you know, he, again, he took the money, but again, I I also bitched about KD leaving Oklahoma City, so he did show loyalty, if you want to say. But I mean, yeah, that loyalty was backed up with a with, with a big ass contract. But I, for something, I I just feel I feel bad for him just because I kind of want to want to see him succeed. You know, D Wade succeeded, uh, Bosch succeeded, LeBron succeeded, uh, Darko got a ring. I mean, Carmelo out of that top five, he's really the only one that I, I believe hasn't had a ring. Big, if I, biggest bust. If I'm remember- <laughs> If I remember, <laughs> maybe that's a video for a different time. If, I, if I'm remembering, Darko Milic, if I'm, hey, Darko, he's the best player from that class, man. First to win a ring. ring. If I'm remembering, if I'm remembering that draft correctly, Darko I think, Milic. I, yeah, if I, I was re- remembering that the draft correctly, out of the top five, he's the only guy without a ring. And then, yep. uh, and then you know, if you expand to the top six, Chris came and I don't think he got a ring. But uh, anyways, uh, final thoughts. I just, I, I guess, I feel bad for him, but I don't think a, a trade's going to happen. I think if it's going to happen, I think it's going to be happening next season i think they should i think we all agree that they should but will is just such a difficult yeah. maybe, and tricky maybe, situation i mean it'd have to be like some convoluted three-team trade to get value because not no no one team can really give you great value for carmelo but let's move on to our next topic and that topic is ricky rubio the you know i mean not ricky put it this way. Not, not, not ricky rubio my war is terrible guys. ricky rubio uh your war my war my wins above replacement. replacement that's baseball it works in basketball too. basketball Okay, but we usually use power for basketball. Yeah, it's still That's terrible. That's the efficiency. Yep. It will be just zero. It's still terrible. It'd be just be zero. It could be negative. But you haven't played. It doesn't matter. It could be negative. Anyways, Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, there's rumors, and then there was a rumor that was shot down, down by Stan Van, that Ricky Rubio for Reggie Jackson was going to be a trade. That, it wasn't going to be all of the trade, but that, those were the two yeah, key pieces. That would be an and, interesting one. Though it would be bad. It would be a bad trade because yeah, that's what the the Minnesota Timberwolves need is more, more shooting, less defense. More yeah, more shooting, less defense, and no <laughs> passing at all. And what Detroit needs, I mean, I I think that would actually be better for Detroit because then you get Lob City between Andre Drummond and, uh, and and Ricky Rubio. But let's get back. It's more of since that was shot down, should the Timberwolves still be looking into trading Ricky Rubio? So should the Minnesota Timberwolves trade Ricky Rubio? Yes. To who? I don't know. It's one of those things where oh, I'm... Like, great I, job, I was waiting for the insightfulness the thing, to just kind of wash over me the, there. The thing that I was... I'm looking right now at a uh, a CBS Sports article, yeah. and they like list some teams that he could go to. You know what the best one is? Chicago Bulls. Wow. Wait, wow, wait, I'm wait, surprised wait, 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 this man mentioned wait, the Chicago Bulls. He literally... The, 
the author literally goes, Chicago Bulls. Just kidding. The last thing they need is another non-shooter. Hold on, real quick. They Dang. do need a Rondo replacement, though. Real quick. Let's If we're going to quote any <laughs> articles, we got to make sure that we're reading them correctly. Oh, Ricky I am Whitmer. reading it correctly. Just saying. Just kidding. Just uh, kidding. A Twitter award. The last I, thing they need is another non-shooter. See, I just did it slower this time. Okay, it's okay. good. Uh, it's okay. Reading's hard, guys. I'm not. Yeah. You're bad grade, at it. I'm at a fifth grade level. I'm not, not trying, I'm not trying to you know get someone PO'd because I said they should be fired for a trade <laughs> that I suggest. I didn't say you should be. Oh you spread God. me the trade, and then I was like, like I should be fired because you said the trade. <laughs> Your reaction, not mine. Anyways, uh, Dave, you should guys are awful people. <laughs> Both of you. This is what happens when I leave you for a week. You guys try to. You wouldn't play Diablo. Fired. It wasn't even not worth it. Was it. Like, it was absolutely worth it. Anyways, should he be traded? <laughs> Yeah, it should. Uh, not not for any real reason. I mean, he's a good fit for their team right now because he, he does everything they need. He is one of their best defenders. He is a great um, court general. I still want to – the term I don't love, but, like, he is. He, you he want to say traffic. field general. That's what you want to say. I guess. It's football. Yeah, but, but he really does direct traffic pretty well. He gets his guys better open looks. The only problem is the dude can shoot, and we all know it. Everybody else knows it. Like, he has – a very limited offensive game and you know it's not something they need because they have three guys who can put up 20 a night no problem but you need to at least force the threat to pull defense out so hey every pick and roll they're gonna go under because they know you're not taking that three-point shot there's no point Mm -hmm. like you're not gonna get them to chase you around top so i mean it really does kind of limit him but at the same time i don't know that they can get a better starting point guard for their team because uh, Chris Dunn would be in the deep end at this point. I think we all were maybe a little over the top with our early assumptions of what Chris Dunn could did really do for this team. Did you see him in the summer league? I know. Him and amazing. Bobby Portis are going to be ridiculous. Say, They're taking the sleep by storm. Did you see Bobby Portis? And Thon Maker, too. Ten Anyways. fouls in, uh, how, how quick was it? <laughs> what was that, a quadruple double? You <laughs> fouled out in with summer fouls? league, man. It was, like, it was like ten crazy. fouls. But, no, I mean, okay, so maybe we're a little hyped on Chris Dunn. But no, the, the the kids, he's still learning the game, and I think he will become their replacement uh, because he does have that uh, ability to shoot from a distance. But honestly, it, it might just be they're not, they're not going to find a better fit right now than Ricky Rubio. And the more you let them kind of play together, there's just a chemistry that will build up over time. But that's the thing is is you, you're building up a chemistry for a guy that you don't think is going to be the piece long term. Right, but he could become your – like eventually I'm, I'm just envisioning Chris Dunn and him but switching. But do you want to pay a guy in Ricky Rubio 13.3 like yeah, 13. Mil, mil and then have to re-sign him again? I mean he's going to ask for similar money. Yeah, I mean, but is I mean, that, the cat is goes that, up again, so I mean, like, 14 mil is not a big deal. But is that guy going to be your backup point guard? Do you want to pay your backup point guard 14 mil? Probably not. No, you don't. And, and not. That's the thing is, like... But, and but you what are your other options right now? You go with Chris Dunn, and you just let Put him, him build... Put him in the deep end and struggle. I mean, they're not good right now. They're terrible. There's no there's no fucking, you know, expectations they're for this Timberwolves right, team. They're 4-6 four, they're four in the last 10. Uh, they're 15-28 right now. But the upside is, at 17-24, and 24 is the eighth seed of the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. Two I, wins away right now. I put them Two. in the playoffs. I see. We all did. We're idiots. I don't you know. Didn't. You didn't. You're a smart I man. I don't think. I, I just. I, I think. <laughs> but they're two wins away from the playoffs. I don't they're know. also two wins away from being the worst team in the West. <laughs> that's the thing. The West is. Just, well, they're not a good team. And to me, that's uh, why. That's why I look in that direction for maybe a trade partner that can kind of help out this point guard situation with the T Wolves. I looked at the Mavericks. Because the reason being is now Ricky Rubio can come in. He can help yep. the Mavericks by being a just plug in. Look at the point guards they have. Darren Williams, Devin Harris, and then Jose Barea. 
you're looking at those guys thinking that they are the the guys that are going to be starting there? No. I would put Ricky Rubio right in front there. What I'm thinking is they could maybe, and it was a deal that I'm thinking in my head that revolves around Darren Williams and Ricky Rubio. Put anything else you need into it. I'm just telling you that. To trade in for an aging Darren Williams. And the thing is, it's $9 million, but it's only this year, and he's off the books after this year. Then you can do whatever you want. You just let him walk, do whatever you want. You can get more out of the deal. I'm just saying that that's like the main piece of the the deal. Put whatever else you want around it. Steph Curry, DeMar DeRozan, Drew Holiday, uh, Tyler Hansbrough, Brent Jennings, Jeff Teague, all could have been on the Minnesota Timberwolves. But no, let's pick Johnny Flynn and let's pick Ricky Rubio. Ricky Rubio cannot shoot to save this guy's damn life. Yes, he's fantastic at creating movement. He's fantastic at driving and dishing out, but he can't do anything when he gets to the hole. You know what I just thought of? What? There, There is uh, one player who's still in the EuroLeague who is literally the best passer in the world. Um, and I'm try- I will find his name for you guys. But he was talking about how he, I think he's uh, 30 right now. And he is looking to come over to the NBA finally. He's been one of the best uh, facilitators in the in the Euro League. I mean, why not? Why not just give another try? Just give another Ricky Rubio try. Give an- yeah, wasn't he like 16 when he was drafted or something? Ricky Rubio was super young. He was, when he was crazy drafted. young. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Let, let, me, let me find well, this guy. And for that's you guys. why I'm mm-hmm. like, for me, I look at the Mavericks because it's one of those things where you get Harrison Barnes. You, you have Harrison Barnes, and you have Ricky Rubio, who's older than Barnes, who can come in and be another starter. And it's kind of like it can give the Mavericks maybe a little bit of hope to kind of have something to build a team around. I mean, of course, Ricky Rubio and Harrison Barnes are not like the, oh, we're going to win a title anytime you're, soon. You're one piece away but from the big three. It's one thing that I think that they could look at. Another team that I look at, the Orlando Magic, because they've got pieces and they've got a defensive coach there. What? They've got pieces that you can ask for. What? So because that's just so, crazy. So, I'm just gonna... so what we're gonna do is we're gonna go. To, we're gonna send them to Orlando where well, they have no offense well, already. No, no, no. And we're just gonna go defense and, and another well, starter. I mean, they do have Vogel as their coach. And a- answer me that. Wait, answer is me. Is Frank Vogel gonna shoot threes? Answer me that. Well, he's a defensive-minded head coach. Answer me this. No offense. If you're a Magic fan, if you're in that Magic or organization, twelve stars. How committed are you to Alfred Payton as your starting point guard of the future? How committed are you? I mean, to we were that? trying to pick fights with the with the Magic fans today. Well, it's a, no, it's a serious question. <laughs> I, I don't know how committed they are to Alfred Payton. I don't know if he's the long term solution why Ricky there. Rubio but could he shows be. Little, little, little hints of him being capable. Hold, hold on, what the? But fuck? this this whole thing overall. We are overrating Ricky Rubio right now. Yes, he's he's a good on ball defender, and he and he's great at passing, and he and he's great at, at being a general, at least commanding the court. But the guy cannot shoot. He can't shoot. He can't score. He's not a threat at all. But he can be you a can... facilitator for the Magic. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying. But he's they gonna, don't have anyone who can shoot he's either. He's gonna step in there and be. He's gonna facilitate the guy. to bricks. He's gonna facilitate to just brick after brick yep. after brick. And then when they leave him open, he's gonna be like, oh shoot, you know, he'll, he'll cough up another brick. The thing with Rubio is you need to put him on a team like the Rockets because just give him shooters. And, and oh, yeah. Just they're, shooters. They already have the best um, point guard in the league. Okay. And they have the best backup with Pat Beverly there. Real quick. Who's a shutdown defender. I'm not already. saying do it. 
I'm not saying do it. I'm just saying you need to put him oh, on yeah. a team if you like replace the Rockets. Pat Beverly with him, I think that would be similar results probably. Yeah, but I think I think Pat Beverly's even better than him because yeah. Pat Beverly can shoot from three. Exactly. But the thing is, is I'm just saying you need to put him on a team that's not you know Andrew Wiggins who's a slasher, not Zach Levine who's a slasher who can who can kind of step out, yeah. and Carl Anthony Towns is a guy who's most likely going to stay from you know 17 and in. He's not gonna. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns can stretch it a little bit, but I mean he's not gonna be a guy who's gonna be standing out like. K Love and just standing on, on the uh, yeah. beyond the arc, firing up threes. You need to put him on a team where he's going to dribble in, and either teams are going to let him take a layup, which hope you could pray to God he's going to make, or he's going to be able to dish it out to a shooter. You're going to need to put him on a team like Golden State and, or, or or Houston or, or some team like that. So basically, teams that are not going to trade for him. Yeah, I that's don't see the, the Warriors or the Rockets. That's the thing. Even the, entertaining an idea. I that. think it's exactly like the Carmelo talk we just had. Should <laughs> see, they? Should they? I, with, without a doubt. I don't think you're going to find a right piece where well, Ricky Rubio will and succeed. That, and that's the thing. When I'm throwing out these teams, I'm thinking of it from the mindset of the Timberwolves, of what team would I want to. If I'm on the Timberwolves side, I could give a shit how he fits in on your team. Do you want them and can we talk? <laughs> yeah, but the other that's basically what I like, got to sell it to them. But you're and, the team. Another, that, here's another, no, but a team that wants him is going to be like, well, does he fit? It's not going to be like, oh yeah, no, we need a point guard. Let Let's me, bring let Ricky me, Rubio. Let in. me throw this one out there for you. How about the New Orleans Pelicans? Because Drew Holiday could be a free agent this summer. Could walk. And that could be a situation where Rubio drives. Hey, if they collapse on him, hey, let me pass it to Anthony Davis. I yeah, mean, that's the sh- least crazy thing, but you're asking about more than just Ricky Rubio. You're more than Rubio to get that. I'm looking at base deals, Dave. Like, enough, this is what enough. it is. You tell me what else would be in it, because we all know I'm not trusted with coming up with anything Got more than crazy a base deal. Plans. Hey, I mean, I think that's I think that's the thing most the best thing you've made since. Yeah, uh, yeah I think that fit wise because pretty pretty, pretty good. But because I mean, you'll, you'll get, get Drew Holiday well. games like maybe thirty. Yeah, and then because he's gonna he's always injured. Yeah, uh, and then and then also Tyreek Evans. I mean, he's he's I, I don't know if he's a one year contract, but I mean he's he's still a guy who who fits a slasher type that I mean he's not really adding that much this year and he's he's got one year left uh Tyreek Evans and I mean he's been better this year but he's also been injured too and that's really what it more more saying about Evans but I, I think that could make sense with AD and then you got a guy like Buddy Heald who's improving his shot more and more kind of getting more comfortable in, in the NBA yeah. so that's not a crazy idea but I just feel like you're not going to fit find the right team to to fit him where where you're going to get enough back or at least an, the right pieces back that are going to fit fit your team and, and help your team. And I think I think really the only teams that should be looking at them are playoff teams, but I don't think any playoff team is actually going to make the jump to trade for them because, right. I mean, Toronto is a playoff team, but they're not going to trade for them. Yeah. Maybe L.A. would trade for them because CP3's out, but you're not going to pay a guy 13.3 million to be on the bench behind CP3 who can't shoot. Houston doesn't really need him at all. Nope. Cleveland doesn't need him, and I think that's just too much money there as well. Yeah. San Antonio Does Cleveland doesn't not need him. need him? Because apparently LeBron said they need a point That card. was like three weeks ago. This team's changed already. <laughs> yeah, that was a Rondo comment. We all know it. <laughs> but I, 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 honestly, I just I just feel like you know, you're not going to get a trade done. I think you should get a trade done, and I think we've been saying this since the offseason. I think we had a, a, an argument with Timberwolves fans where it's like, Ricky Rubio's great. He's been improving his shot so much. Uh, yeah, he stripped down from 32% to 42. I mean, or, or 24. 32 to 24. So, I mean, Ricky Rubio has been brutal uh, at shooting. And that's one thing is, yes, I get it. I understand that he's a fantastic passer, but you need to get him off this team and let Carl Anthony Towns, Andrew Wiggins, and Zach Levine grow because, 
I, I feel like just Ricky Rubio is holding them back, and I feel I feel like you need more defense on this team, and you need more passing on this team, but I just and you need more shooting on this team. But honestly, I just feel like Ricky Rubio well, is not going to be that, the guy. See, and, and I, I've got the solution here. I was God. talking. I, I brought him up earlier, mm-hmm. uh, Milos. I'm I'm brutalizing your name. I know, uh, Milos Teodosic. Yeah, sure. Uh, he's a 29 year old who is playing in Euroleague. He is the oh. Euroleague MVP. He had he put up 16.9 points, 2.3 rebounds, 7.6 assists per game. He's shooting over 50 percent from two. He is a great player. Uh, he's been offered a couple contracts or near contracts with like the Grizzlies uh, a couple years back, I think 2013, um, and then uh, another one where there's like a little intrigue here and there. But he did come out very recently saying he does want to come over to the NBA. He has interest. He his his highlight tapes are fucking amazing. One of the best passers I think I've ever seen. Real, real quick, the Timberwolves have already seen him, too, because uh, back in uh, 2013 in the preseason, he put up 26 points and 9 assists against him in a preseason game. So, I mean, I, I understand where you're yeah, coming I from mean, here, but... He, he plays at the Olympics every year. I mean, it's just every year that they have him. Uh, yeah. I, I'm talking more about guys in the NBA, though. I mean, obviously... I know. I mean, I'm just saying, if there's there. a guy available overseas who is shooting very well, who is one of the best passers we've seen, I mean, I know he's 29, but look, he could bring over some veteran savvy to this team, and be a fantastic piece if he decides to go with them. He's shooting his best uh, from three as well his whole career, 42.8%. But how much will that actually be able to translate to the NBA mm-hmm. game is, is what I'm really going to ask. And and, and I, I understand that uh, you know th- th- that's a, a nice piece in, in general, and it's a nice piece just just out there. But yeah. I, I think I think you need to find help defensively and shooting. And I think Ricky Rubio is holding this, back, well, t- this team back. Immensely. I want to ask you this, Sean, and I know that at the beginning of the segment you mentioned that Stan Van came out, shot any rumors that were going on that, hey, we're going to do a Rubio for Jackson trade, but I want to just shoot at you first. Usually you shoot the questions at us. I want to shoot this at you. Are the Pistons a team where because they are right now in the standings and with how well we thought they were going to be, are they still a team that because even though Stan Van came out and said no, could the T-Wolves still say, let's try to pick up that phone, let's try to talk to him some more, get a Ricky Rubio to, piss, to Detroit done because we think we can get him there? Well, I just, or just get him off the team, basically. See, I, I think I think Ricky Rubio there. I mean, it makes a little sense, but because you have Tobias Harris, you have Contavious Caldwell Pope, you have Andre German, uh, they can run a nasty pick and roll and just pretty much create Lob City in Detroit, but. I just feel like, you know, I mean, I don't know really what you need to give up back with the Pistons. I really like what they have there, and it's just they haven't been able to click this year for some reason. And Like, if you're the Pistons, are you happy with them saying, no, we're going to keep Reggie Jackson? Too much hair ball out of Reggie Jackson. I think that's the uh, the biggest complaint. Uh, I mean, personally, Well, that I'm was sure his Pistons biggest fans. complaint in, in OKC, that's too, why that's why they moved him. Yeah, yeah he, he was just an asshole. So, I, I think... <laughs> <laughs> Put it simple, Dave. I think we're not, he led, we're not trying to get a uh, Twitter war started again. <laughs> I think he like led the league in like uh, well, that most unassisted points tweet. last year uh, for the uh, Pistons. So like he really does play hero ball more than he needs to, especially with the amount of talent they have around him. I know uh, Andre Drummond is just a, a, a complete black hole of points down low, but like why not use the, one of the best bigs in the game today, where there is no matchup that really benefits somebody else other than him. So it's like. You need to use what you've got, and you've got a ton of shooters on the outside, like you mentioned earlier. So I, I see this as maybe a wake-up call for him to be like, oh, shit, 
maybe I'm not untouchable. Maybe I need to change up the way I'm playing right now because A, we're not winning when I play like this, and B, mm-hmm. if they're considering shipping me out of town because I can't play, you know, team ball, maybe maybe I should look at myself a little bit differently. Yeah, that's the thing. I, mean, I think Ricky Rubio, I mean, would be a good fit on the Pistons, but I just feel like there's not going to be the right trade for them to really pull, and I think that's really good. what's going to hold us back because I don't think Reggie, I think Reggie Jackson on the Timberwolves is a fucking nightmare, to be honest with you. I think it's yeah. a complete train I mean, train wreck. they would give up about 140 a game. Oh, it'd be terrible. And they'd like, be, literally traffic coming, I and think. And uh, their field goal percentage would go to, like, you know, 30. It'd be <laughs> awful. But I, I just I just think, ultimately, he will not get traded. What are your final thoughts on this? Um, with me, I would like to see him traded, but the one thing why I don't think it will happen mm-hmm. is mainly because it's not a contract year. They can keep him. They can wait until the offseason, then try to move him. They don't have to move him by the trade deadline. Unless they're going for the tank, uh, you, you keep them. But I, I really oh, wouldn't. Byron like... Scott's coming to the T Wolves. I mean, you might as well. I'm kind of on the edge. Like, da, 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 if they're not going to trade him, da, da, da. Take you might as well just let Chris Dunn play it out. You're right. <laughs> anyway, interesting. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I'm in agreement with you guys. I just, I just don't think that there's going to be a trade actually done. But let's move on to our final topic. We're going to the draft, and uh, on Wednesday against Penn State, Indiana forward. OG and Anubi, we took a while to make sure we got the pronunciation right this <laughs> time. God, I hope we uh, did. But Ananobi uh, <laughs> suffered a knee injury on Wednesday against Penn State, and he's going to be out for the rest of the season, not going to be able to play for any of the tournaments. He's going to be out completely, and we're not sure exactly what the knee injury is, mm-hmm. if he tore his meniscus, if he tore his ACL, if it's a fracture. We don't know exactly what the injury is. We just know it's a knee injury. So that brought up the question of should he stay in school or should he go to the NBA draft? And my, I'll throw my perspective out first before we go to your, you guys. Is I think he should stay. I know that he's a sophomore right now, uh, but really in that first year he didn't do much because he didn't play that much, but he still had a fantastic – I mean his, his percentage is pretty much the same all around the board. He actually improved his uh, – he actually kind of declined on his three-point shot, but he still has a nice stroke. He's really just been uh, a lot of uh, you know kind of – kind of more chucking him up this year instead of good good open looks but you know his percentages really stayed across the same his uh, blocks steals assists rebounds have all gone up because he's got increased minutes but you see the athleticism with them and i think he should stay for his junior year just because you know if it is something serious and, and this is more if it's something serious because if it's an acl injury he's not going to be able to really be picked in the first round, I don't think. I think teams are going to completely avoid him if he has an ACL injury like that. I mean, he was projected lottery pick, late lottery, and now I'm kind of iffy on that. And I think he should stay because we did see a lot of promise from him this year when he was starting, and I think that if he was a junior and is able to take all that athleticism and be the leader for Indiana, I think that actually improves his draft draft stock. And really, if he's able to show that he can stay healthy for a season, I think he's able to be able to, I think he could really cash in next year in 2018 for the draft. Right, but but it's all a gamble at this point. I mean, without knowing if it's a long-term injury or a, you know, something that he could get back. Right now, all that has been said is that he won't be back this year at all. Mm-hmm. Well, so. that's why I love it, because we can have this conversation exactly. now, because we don't know. Yep. Like, yeah. it sucks that he's injured. Like, we feel for him, we have yep. prayers for him, but we can have he's this a big conversation. Fan of the Fast Bar Podcast. I'm pretty sure he tunes in every week. Yeah, yeah he does. We, we, we can have this conversation, though, because we don't know if it's right, going to be long-term right. or short-term. And I'm in the moment of saying, look, you're a guy who is pretty talented. You're not a standout stud yet. And I'm sorry when I see the NBA opportunity arise. I think he's probably still worth a late one, which isn't a ton of money compared to you know an early one or an early lotto pick, which he could be. But... I wouldn't take the risk that you come back, and if you 
you know, rehab it and it still doesn't feel right, you've just missed out on an opportunity of being an NBA star or of at least being in the NBA mm-hmm. and getting that payday finally. Because it's, I mean, everybody's got their own story of how they get to the NBA and, you know, the different hardships they go through. So passing up on a chance to be a late one, you know, potentially early two, I think I think it's just too much to pass up. And that's the one thing we saw last year, Karis LaVert of Michigan, he was always injured, always really banged up. I yeah. believe he had a foot, foot fracture uh, in his senior season, so that was really what set him back. But really what ESPN's really really talked about, and, and they have ties to NBA exclusives, weirdly, or uh, NBA executives. Weirdly enough, we don't have no, uh, we're working on to, that. Uh, NBA executives. But uh, really what ESPN's saying and what the executives are saying through ESPN was it really depends on the injury. If something like a meniscus tear, I don't really have a major impact on his draft stock. So if it's nothing serious that he can rehab and be back for workouts and, yeah. and tryouts and draft and, and, and you know draft combine stuff, he won't really fall unless he you know really just tanks at the draft combine. Um, he won't really fall from that twelve to twelve to I believe it's uh, ten to fifteen range is is where they had him slotted in. So, but if it, it is a serious injury and he is missing a year of basketball, it's going to be that seventeen to twenty five range, or I would even say probably lower because Karis Levert it was a foot fracture and he was able to heal that up. Yeah, and, but foot fractures are extremely scary when you're somebody who relies so much on you know your ability to transition, your ability to run. That's but, every step. But Karis Levert's a great shooter as well. So that's one yeah, thing that, that kind of didn't help him back. Where yeah. an, uh, Ananobi is a guy who is very athletic, who can really, you know, really just ex- is an explosive jumper, and, and, he, and he's fast down down the court. So one thing with a, an ACL tear that's going to really hurt him. And and we've seen Country, players yep. before, you know, they're not able to trust that ACL right away. They're not able to yeah. trust their legs right away. You know, making cuts, driving, and you know, if he's not able to do that for a year, then that's going to severely hurt his basketball growth. And I mean, I understand that he's, uh, I think he's nineteen. Because uh, he was born in July, he is, so he's, yep. ni- he's 19 years old. He'll only be 20 next year. So I mean, he's not like an old guy. If, if he's, he still has, you know, the ability to grow. So I, I think that if he's able to grow in college, you know, kind of get rid of all those jitters in the early season of non-conference play next year, and he's able to do that, and then you know, come back with this explosive ferocity uh, in conference play in the Big Ten, and then possibly the tournament if Indiana makes it. I think that's going to improve his draft stock. That. Hey, I have the mental capacity to come over an injury to to lead my team in Indiana to improve all of my stats. And yes, I got injured, injured, but I'm able to step up. And I, and I know that you know it's it's difficult picking a 20 year old compared to all of these guys who are going to be sophomores 18. or freshmen. But yeah, I still feel if he has a great year, he's still going to be able to stay in that. 10 to but 20 range they, coming back risks another injury and that's the thing is how much do you want to risk your chances of you know hey if if it's nothing major and you can stay in the 10 to even 10 to 20 range i mean there there's i mean that, that's pretty secure. Saying 17 to 25 yeah that's where I mean, it's gonna that, fall. that's pretty secure I, I would i would not come back and risk another injury because then you fall into a whole nother category of injury prone you're a guy who has all the physical assets. You're six eight. You're two fifteen. Wingspan reportedly over like seven foot four, something crazy. Like I'm sorry, you have you are the physical specimen. You will be for the NBA. Like all he's gonna do is put on a little bit more muscle, and that's it. Like not much is going to change. Him going back to college and proving that he can win with a bad Indiana team. I don't know what they're gonna be next year, but I, I can tell you they're not gonna be winning a championship. Well, and that's the thing that we I just look lost at. All Hoosier fans right into, now. Thanks, Dave. Good. Well, the Hoosiers, the we all call ah. them bad this year. They lost like three straight. Now they're in conference play, and the Big Ten isn't sucky. as strong as it's it sucky. was or it has been. So, of course, they're winning some games now. But the thing that I think of is if 
it's one of those short terms and he can rehab, great, go to the draft. No, I'm, I, I agree with lo- that. I agree with that. If it's, if it's like a double ACL, MCL, like... With me, I'm kind of like... Torres <laughs> ACLs, ACL. Well, I'll be honest. I'm kind of... Yep. If it's the long term and it's going to be where he's going to have to miss and he would can't rehab for the draft and he would be rehabbing into the time of the draft, I'm kind of leaning towards Sean, hmm. but I'm being pulled towards Dave's side because to me, it's one of those mm-hmm. things where... You can't pay like passing up on the money is hard, and yeah. it's one of those things where look at even Greg Oden for example, knee injuries and but he had he's one, the, he's one the extreme longer than he, the other. He's the extreme. <laughs> he was born <laughs> fucked up. Sean, I said he's the extreme. He's out. When we look at when we look at knee. Miles Turner, also had there knee injuries go. coming out, he's been able to come back from it. With me, but he was also a freshman. With me, it's also it's a it's a right. ga- it's a gamble. Yeah. yeah, it's a gamble though because look at Rab this last year. His wasn't an injury, but he came back. He just thought he could be better, and he thought yeah. he could be better, improve his draft stock. No, it didn't happen. So I mean, there's no like for sure. Hey, if you come back to college, you're going to be just as good. But the one thing I think plays into his favor: hmm. a weaker Big Ten. If it's a weaker Big Ten, then he can come back as a junior. And dominate them. And, well, his stats would look better. Look yeah. better even than now. Right. But, yeah, you're always, the re-risking of the injury is, yeah, I need a mulligan on that one. Get TK on this. But the thing is, the re-risking is always going to be a side for go to the draft. But I would come back to college because then you can say, you know what, I'm not putting my fate in the hands of the NBA execs. I'm going to do this right. I'm going to come out. I'm going to prove myself. And then I'm going to come to an NBA team and be able to contribute from day one, not have to just sit there. And, I mean, did it work for Joel Embiid? Yeah, it worked for Joel Embiid. But Joel but Embiid went to the NBA. and it, re- that's, what, that's what I'm saying. It worked for him to come to the NBA and sit there and not help from day one, but he kind of was part of the process, which – that worked he for. He is the process. He is the yeah. process. But is every other team going to follow that same mold in the NBA? Probably not. I would lean towards coming back to college, though, if I was an Anobi. Don't forget to tell us what you think of uh, these thoughts down in the comments. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, Dave, how, how, how many uh, years of college experience do you have? Too many. Too many? Too uh, many. Ricky? Wait. No, playing, playing college ball. Playing college ball, yeah. Ooh, not not much playing. That Broadcasting's rec- a different that rec- zero, zero. All of us combined. So but obviously, look. we do not know what's best for a, a draft prospect. Yeah, but but, but I mean, what, what we're you're going to talk ask about? Anyway. To put we, can, up... we can give our opinion just because yeah, we don't no, play what I'm basketball. Saying is, and yeah. what I'm saying is, they can give their opinions. Look too. at that. He just backhanded. No. like he backhanded us. Yeah. We should just I'm we saying, should go on strike, Dave. I'm yep. saying me as well. I'm saying no. I'm saying for our viewers. I'm saying for our our viewers to tell us their opinions. Yeah, well, it's always a conversation. I mean. Ricky hates you guys. That's what he, I think I, I'm taking from here. No, he backhand, he's backhanding us. And we don't know what we're to, talking about. Back to OG. I mean, well, if you guys expect him to come back and dominate the league, so okay. So he's going to dominate the Big Ten. I'm not saying dominate. Dominate the Big Ten. We're just going with that. Okay. So he puts up what? Sure. 16 Sick a night? Argument. 16 and 7 or something like mm-hmm. that? I mean, that would be a pretty big jump because he's, he's right now only averaging 11. So we're going to expect him to get exponentially better after, after an injury. After an injury, which is a big assumption. Not get injured again. Mm-hmm. And then hope that he goes top five or top oh. ten. Oh. 
Because no, right I'm, now, if his I mean, projection is, you know, what I'm I don't saying think we're is, saying he'll I'm jump saying, to top five. It's just to me, it's one of those things where see, look, I don't think he's going to stay ten to fifteen. If this is a serious injury, I don't think he's staying ten to fifteen. I think he's going to the second round. I, I, I think, think he's, he's going fifteen there. to thirty. I, I, he may slide a little early second round, but still, look That's the NBA draft. Much. The NBA draft is purely potential. It has very little to do with what you can do right now. It's what can you become. It's the what is the ultimate top end for you. Can you be a star in this league? Can you contribute at a very high level? Can you see the court? Kind of. There might be a question there. Can you see the court? Joel Embiid. Okay, you have one freak of nature. I love him, though. Well, I know so you do. It's, it's, it's the easiest reference because he's the most successful one right now. There are other guys who have right, been name unsuccessful. Name the least successful. I bet, bet there's more least successful guys. Well, Greg guys. Oden. But, but I'm saying more of— You mentioned you know, it, right? I'm saying guys that have bet, were injured going in, and there's obviously guys that were least successful. We, we don't remember them. We don't right. remember those guys right. that were well, at 130. The thing that's going to play into this is if, let's say, for the sake of argument, he has the injury that's the long-term one— mm-hmm. It's one of those things where also, if I was him and it's like, great, now I'm going to be a second rounder, I would have the the fear. I'm not going to say the fear, but the thought of, okay, they say I'm going to go early second, but I could fall even further. What if I fall undrafted? Then I'm not on an NBA well, team. Then it's all on me anyways. I don't think you won't go undrafted. The, the good thing is, Ricky, undrafted. remember how they have that uh, op, the early opt-out or the late opt-out mm-hmm. for the uh, college well, players? So wait, but that's I'm what I'm saying. saying like, by that time, he should know where he's, where he's at be. with his injury. Because right now, we don't we don't have anything concrete well, no, of what, what's wrong with him. So by that time, this is several months yeah, away, he'll have I'm, an idea of either I'm going to be able to play in two months, in two weeks, I'm saying, or I'm good to go right now. I just want to be cautious and not you mm, know, risk another injury this year. But what I'm saying is, let's say he does have, for sure have, the long-term one, the one that's going to need okay, then yeah. the extra. It's one of those, if I'm a second, like if if at that point I'm like, well, they're saying I'm going to be in the second round, even if it's high second round, yep. I would still have the thought of, well, what if I don't get drafted? Then I'm not on an NBA team. I got to wait for maybe a team signs me. Yep. That's in my mind as a college athlete, I would think, well, why not go back to school? I know that's I'll a have safe somewhere bet. to yeah. go. And I'll like my future as a player will be for sure, and I won't have to do it all on my own to then try to get signed by a team year two. See, I know what you're saying, but I don't think this kid's gonna go undrafted. I know, I know it's for I'm sake of throw, the argument. I'm for just for sake of the argument, I know, I know. But I, maybe somebody stuck a but, blender in his knee, and just that's what came out. I hope not. Boom. Popcorn popper. Popcorn popped his knee. Uh, no, but yeah, I, I, I think he's not gonna go undrafted because, like Dave said. NBA draft is all about potential and what can you become. And when you're in guys like in the 40s, unless you're Malcolm Brogdon, who, which, uh, by the way, uh, older than uh, no, but real quick, by the way, go back to my mock drafts last year. I had the him, president. Uh, I had him as a first rounder because uh, I knew what, what well, was up I mean, with that we, kid. Did you have him going to the Spurs? Uh, either the Spurs or the Clippers. But, yeah, we, we agreed on that one. We, we called that shit. Um, yeah, called just like throw that out there. <laughs> but no, we agree but he is also like 24 right now, right? Yeah, well, he he was a senior. He's an old man. Yeah, and well, that's the thing. If if uh, uh, Anna Newby goes stays till a senior, he's like twenty two. Yeah, he's not even old. Like I, I just I, I look at him and I feel like you know if if he's gonna be in that you know if he, if he Brogdon's twenty four. I feel like he should declare for the draft and and, and go with the late opt out like you you brought up because I totally forgot that was an option, which is yep. fantastic for for the NBA draft. But I, I feel like he should do that. And then if he's not right with his with his draft stock, where if it does fall from. You know, seventeen to to twenty five, and guys really you know kind of jump him with with, with great play mm-hmm. in the tournament and just great combines, and he's falling at like twenty five to you know forty five. 
Then I say, all right, I'm going to jump out. I'm going to go back to Indiana. I'm going to rehab my knee. I'm going to make sure that I'm okay. And, hey, maybe I don't play the whole season. Maybe I come back at, like, conference play like uh, Harry Giles has done. And as long as he can stay healthy for those last 15 games and really shows the same athleticism, then, boom, he's back where, you know, he's in that 17 to 25 range. And I feel like that might be the smartest thing for him to do. Because I understand that, you know, you know, there's there's obviously the the potential of missing out on money, but still, I feel like you can get a lot if you go back to Indiana. And we're we're all talking about hypotheticals. He can yeah. be fine, be going back to the draft combine and be back at that, at that ten to fifteen range. But he does look very athletic. He does look very strong. But anyways, don't forget to tell us what you think about all of our topics, the Carmelo Anthony, the Ricky Rubio, the OG and Anubi topics, because we want to hear from you. If you download us on Block Talk Radio, thank you so much. If you're listening on YouTube, don't forget to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Also, don't forget to check out patreon.com slash podcast. But anyways. And also a big announcement. We're now on Stitcher. We're, so for we're the people now, that wanted us on Stitcher, we're on Stitcher. Boom. We're now on Stitcher. Dropping bombs on the Fast Break Podcast. iTunes, Stitcher, Blog Talk Wherever Radio, you want us, YouTube, we're there. Wherever. You can Even find MVP. us. Even MVP.com. Pornhub, yeah. X Hamster. <laughs> Maybe not there. <laughs> no, okay. no, no, not there. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Fast Break Podcast. Thank you to Dave and Ricky. And thank you for watching us and listening to us. But that is going to wrap it up. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.